You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For everything for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Pod. George, time to put a little rain on this happy Colts postgame pod. And that's because the defense, by far their worst game of the season. Now, they've been tremendous so far through five games. Gus Bradley's done a, a good job, and they've continued to get better and better. But boy, oh boy, did Trevor Lawrence, and really this, this uh, Jacksonville run game, have their way against the Colts. 243 rushing yards on the ground. That's the most the Colts have given up in a game, George. You got to go all the way back week 11 of 2014 against the New England Patriots. The last time they gave up at least 243 rushing yards. And it's crazy, no matter who it was. James Robinson, you had Travis Etienne, Jermichael Hasty with a big run as well. 7.4 yards per carry for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence got some rushes in as well at quarterback. It doesn't matter who was running the ball, George. Colts cannot tackle him. No, it was an awful performance by the run defense, and I don't know where that came from. We talked about it uh, all year long. That's been one of the strengths of this team, except for that first half against Tennessee. Uh, they've really been really tied against the run. They did a great job. I know Okereke was out for a little while, but he wasn't out that long. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure where that came from. I, I do think part of it is they, they've had trouble with, like, shifty backs like Travis Etienne. Uh, going back, I feel it feels like for eternity. I can't remember the last time they they didn't have a struggle against a running back like that. Um, and I think that was part of it, you know, especially this defense, as much as they kind of pin their ears back and, and go downhill, if you can get a quick back like that, a shifty back and he's cutting back, uh, you see that those one cut moves really tend to, to hurt this team and screens, you know, they, they, they were able to do that with some screen passes to the running backs as well. So uh, not by any stretch of imagination, an excuse, but I do think that that's what you see from them, you know, a lot, you know, when they get into these kind of matchups, whether it's going back to guys like Darren Sproles, who just owned this team uh, mm-hmm. for, for his entire career, uh, you know, they, they just ha- they have trouble with these kind of shifty, quick backs. Um, and they, they better figure out how to clean it up because they're going to see at the end quite a bit over the next few years. And even just looking at next week, George, Derrick Henry, you know, going to try to tackle that guy, which, you know, he had over 100 yards when they when these two teams faced off a few weeks ago. So you have to get these cleaned up quick. I don't know if it's me, George. I really hope not. But on Saturday, I'm a Penn State alum, huge Penn State fan. They allowed over 300 yards on the ground at Michigan mm. when they came in as one of the best run-stuffing teams in the country. Now you had the Colts defense, which was one of the best in terms of stopping the run, just absolutely get gashed by Jacksonville on Sunday. It's it's so frustrating because, like you mentioned, too, it's just like it's the shiftiness, it's the, the lack of tackling. But even, too, it wasn't like ETM was juking everyone out of, out of their shoes and he just was one of those guys that's just unstoppable. Okay, fine. Like There's just some of those players where just, you can't tackle them. The holes, though, that this offensive line for Jacksonville is opening up, pushing around the Colts' defensive line. 
Grover Stewart, I mean, even though he had some nice splash plays, felt like he had one of the worst games of the season for him just because he really mm-hmm. wasn't visible that much. And it felt like it took a while for even the full, uh, first Colts defender to make contact, whether, again, it didn't matter who was running the ball, there were some wide-open lanes that these running backs were running through. It, it was very frustrating to see. I think it was especially frustrating because they did a pretty good job in the passing game. They were getting after Trevor Lawrence. They put pressure on him. They sacked him three or four times. Four, four times. Um, you know, so they – and that's complete turnaround from week two when, when he right. was basically sitting in a rocking chair, sipping lemonade and throwing the ball <laughs> whenever he wanted. Um, you know, they, they were all over him, and I thought they had pretty good coverage on the receivers most of the time. There were a couple breakdowns there, but most of the time, really good coverage. They were aggressive there. They got after the quarterback, but all of a sudden you can't stop the run. Uh, it was baffling. And really, I mean, you know, that last drive by by Matt Ryan erases it, but 18 plays, 84 yards, 10 minutes, three seconds to take the lead for the Jaguars in the fourth quarter. That's the score story of the game. If, if Ryan doesn't hit Pierce on that touchdown pass, what we're talking about right now is this defense not being able to get off the field. 18-play drive. That was the whole game in Jacksonville. I felt like they had 12, 13, 14-play drives the entire game down there. Uh, that was very reminiscent on, on that drive. Like I said, it's got to clean up in a hurry because you're going to go to Tennessee, and I guarantee you they're going to watch this tape, and they're and Derek Henry's going to be licking his chops. I'm so happy you brought that final drive because for how bad it was, where they're getting gashed by the run all game long. Like you mentioned, you get one stop on that final drive for for the Jaguars, and it's okay, fine. Like all of that that bad play before it just goes away. The Colts' offense is looking good. And you get one stop, okay, fine. It's always forgiven. It's not great. And like I said, there's still errors to clean up, but you feel a lot better. And the fact that not only could they not get the final stop, but you just mentioned eight, 18 plays. Um, that drive as well, the final one for Jacksonville, they threw the ball well. Like you mentioned, there was times where I was thanking Doug Peterson for, for throwing the ball in the first three quarters because, like, all right, anytime they're not running the ball, fine, take it. That, that's a win for the Colts to have Trevor Lawrence drop back and throw the ball. But then that final uh, – that final um, – Drive for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball, making conversions, and a lot of third-down conversions they were able to, to make. It was frustrating. Colts had, what, three or four different opportunities in that final drive to get off the field, and not one time they could get off. Like It's so frustrating because it was, for the most part, not uh, Colts Stevens. We've seen play like that a lot of the time, but when you needed a stop in the worst way, they failed to get it. it was, it's it's annoying. That, that's just, That's the word I'll use there. Really, first time all year the defense has done that because, you know, all the other games, when they got put out there with a lead, they held it. You know, they, they closed out the, the, the previous two wins. They are the reason that, that the tie stuck against Houston instead of the Texans coming back and winning that one after the missed field goal. You know, they other than, than today, anytime they've got out there with a lead or, or in a tie game, they've gotten that huge stop they needed. Today they couldn't do it. Some of that was Trevor Lawrence. He made a couple of really nice plays. That's going to happen. Some of that was um, questionable officiating. Uh, to put it mildly, and someone was just playing bad defense. And I think that's what the Colts have to focus on. You can't sit there and, and make excuses. 18 plays, you did a lot wrong if the yep. other team stayed on the field for 18 plays. I mean, that that's just bottom line. Um, you know, I know Jerome Boger is nobody's favorite ref this year, and, and I don't think his crew did much, <coughs> excuse me, today to cover themselves in glory. Um but none of that matters, you know, and the Colts are getting frustrated with that on that final drive, especially the, the holding call against the Forrest Buckner, which was patently ridiculous. But none of that stops the fact that you can't stop the run all day. And it, all of a sudden, all that aggressive defensive coverage seemed to go out the window on that final drive. You're right, too. And it's you mentioned with the 18 plays like it's not it's not the fact they just converted third downs. It was also like they were third and long. Like it wasn't like it was third and two. Oh, this is an easy one. Let's just you know fall forward and get the first down. 
like you mentioned, the the Gilmore penalty was third and very long. You help open up. There's like third and sevens on the drive. Like they were making plays, but also too, it's it's downs. You need to get up the field. It's advent. It's in your advantage when you have you know third and long like that, and they were still unable, like I said, multiple times to step up and make a play. It's something that we like to mention. Haven't seen, and they said on the broadcast, first points allowed all season by the Colts defense in the fourth quarter. And you know, quite frankly, it's where they miss Shaq Leonard. I mean, this was a yes. drive where he goes in, he makes a play. You know, whatever it is, is it a sack? Is it an interception? Is he knock the ball out for a fumble? That's the kind of drive where he goes in there and makes a play. And and that's one thing about this win. You know, you can go out there and, and we talked about not having Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and what that does to the offense. They didn't have Shaq Leonard and Quiddy Pay on the defensive side. And, you know, defense did not get it done. Uh, but maybe they were owed a favor from the offense after carrying this team for six weeks. It's a good point. That's a good point. And to you, you mentioned before, we teased it right before going to break here is this. We saw it again, and the defense was the exact reason for it today. The Colts this season have yet really one time to play complimentary football in a game, let alone, let's just say, even in a half. You mentioned the first quarter deficits. The offense can't get going. The defense can't keep the, the opponents out of the end zone early. And then the second half, it's either Colts offense can't finish a drive or the Colts defense, especially on Sunday, allows you know a back-breaking 18-play uh, drive that almost cost them the game. Whether the offense, when they are playing well and they are, you know, converting like they were today, defense can't get a stop. And we've seen a lot of part so far through this, or a lot so far this season, the Colts offense not getting anything going and the defense able to play great. The Colts have played uncomplimentary football so far in every single game, including on Sunday. And you look, the fact that they're 3-2-1, and one, it's kind of amazing, honestly, when they have yet really to have their offense and defense both play well at the same time for a majority of the game. And I think it does say something about this team in terms of how competitive it is because they played bad football for, for five of the six weeks. They played really bad football on offense. They played bad football for two and a half of the, of the weeks on defense this week. And I'd say a couple other halves, you know, where they, they really weren't getting it done. Jacksonville, no one played well the first time, right? Uh, but they found ways to win. You know, I think that's, there's something to be said for that. It's, it's hard to do when you're, Two, two, and one like last week, and you win twelve to nine. But I think when you come out of it with a win like this, or you look at the Kansas City win, there's something about this team's character that at least tells you there's so, there's something there. You know, now they got to stop digging the holes to begin with and, and make it a little easier on themselves. But there is something about this team right now that they have come back in five of the six weeks. They've been able to to come back in the fourth quarter and put themselves at least in position to tie or win the game. Um, that's not an easy thing to do in the NFL. Doesn't excuse the fact that. You know, five to six weeks, they put themselves in position in the first three quarters to have to do that right. in the fourth quarter. Um, but I do think it's something that if if we're looking for something moving forward that's encouraging, that's it. They, they, they're very far from peaking. They're still miles away from playing their best game as a team. Uh, but I think for them to come out and, and really on Thursday, the defense wins the game at Denver. The offense plays terrible. The defense wins the game this week. The defense plays terrible. The offense wins the game. Sometimes that's what you got to do in this league. To steal an old golf adage, right? They say there's no pictures in the scorecard. Right? A par is a par. Does it just put the put the four down and move on? That's kind of like what the Colts have done this year, right? There's no scorecards in the win column. It's just a W or a loss. And to your credit, the one thing that is encouraging, it's maddening that like we just mentioned. They have not really played a complete game um, at any point this season. But the fact that they are 3-2-1. and one, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And they've won their three games in all different ways, right? This today, Sunday was, was uh, the offense playing great. Thursday, like you mentioned, was the defense balling out and making plays. And it was a little bit combination of both against Kansas City, but they were able to, you know, make a few things work and get that done. But the encouraging part is the Colts have found different ways to win each of their three games so far. And it's nice to see that you are not relying on one area, whether it's just the offense to bail you out every single week and score 40 points, or whether it's a defense to pitch a shutout. Like, you know, we see plenty of teams in the NFL that are reliant on one player, one area of the team to win a game. And if they can't get it done, they're screwed. To the Colts' credit so far this season, like you mentioned, there has been 25 guys I can probably list on the top of my head right now that have made big plays to contribute to a win, and they've found different ways. They can win ugly, like we saw on Thursday night in Denver. They can win pretty, if you want to you know, put that in air quotes, pretty. If you want to say with how the offense played, uh, let's say especially the last three quarters of this game against Jacksonville on Sunday, they are they are able to win in different ways, which is very encouraging that now you can kind of see for a team that's played pretty bad football for most of the season, they somehow still have a winning record with a lot of time to improve. And I think that all of that, though, still leads to frustration, right? Because you sit there 100%. what could this team be if they put four quarters together like that? If they played all four quarters like they do the fourth quarter, how good could this team be? And, and you know, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see it this year. That That's, that's what they're working towards. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think it's important when you're picking up wins right now, two wins in a row with Jonathan Taylor out three wins without Darius Leonard, without Shaquille Leonard. Um, you know, when your, your best guys are out and you're picking up wins, that's important. That that's going to matter in November and December when you're winning these games now uh, with those guys on the sideline, if you get them back and you keep improving, you know, who knows it, there's still a lot of work to be done. I, I think no, no one's going to disagree with that. Right. You know, this is still a football team that needs to improve in a lot of areas. But I think that for the first time all year, you can have a little optimism about maybe th- maybe this team can win the AFC South. It's so maddening because you're like, I don't like, honestly, George, if you ask it right now, is the, are the Colts a good team? I don't know. I, I truly can't answer because you mentioned we have seen this team look like they should be a, a really good team. I won't say great, but this is when this defense is clicking and when they're healthy, when this offense is looking like they have today it's going to be really tough to beat this Colts team. So it's like you see the signs of this team truly can be, you know, a special team, let's say, and, and make the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game for the first time uh, in a long time. But then it's just like the question you just mentioned it, can they get there? Can they put a full four quarters of football together in offensive defense and play up to their capability? I don't know. The potential is pretty good right now from what we've seen. Just the only question is, can they get there? The good news is you mentioned it. They're buying time. Like, this is one thing that we will say. We've harped and harped and harped on the importance of getting off to a good start. You're 3-2-1. and one. It has not looked pretty for most of this uh, of the season so far. But Super Bowls are not won in October, as we know. You are buying yourself time now, unlike past years, where even though you're not playing good football, you're still finding ways to win. That's going to be huge come November, December, and, and early January to where then you don't have to peak and basically have each week be a playoff game down the stretch of the season, you are now buying yourself time. We can kind of tinker with things. You can still kind of figure it out and you don't dig yourself into a hole. It's impossible to get out of There's signs for sure. And like you mentioned, this team is nowhere near perfect and nowhere near playing that the, the level they're capable of playing to. 
But it's encouraging. It's a good sign that so far, despite that, they are finding ways to win, which you have not seen in previous years, especially Absolutely. last year. Like it. And, you know, I got to say, because we've, we've hit him hard here uh, with good reason, and, and I know he's been hit throughout the fan base. A lot of it has to do with Matt Ryan. You know, I think that competitive nature, the, the way they're finishing these games, a lot of it has to do with Matt Ryan. He's got a lot to clean up, too. There's no question about it. His turnovers, still 10 turnovers, even through six games, is still awful. Uh, yes. But but today, he didn't, he didn't do it, and it's a big part of the reason they won. And if he can limit that moving forward, it, it's going to help this football team. But I think he's instilled a confidence in this team that no game is over. You know, you don't win a game like they did in Denver. It's ugly as it can be. But you don't win a game like that without confidence that your quarterback can, can get it done. And obviously today, um, you saw on third down, the money down, how much confidence Frank Reich and this team has in, in their starting quarterback. And that confidence, George, that belief is going to be huge come down the stretch of the season. right? It's, it's nice now, and it's maybe sometimes a little frustrating early in the year when you're getting blown out in, in Jacksonville and there's Matt Ryan still playing hard, still fighting. Or again, you need that big 17-point comeback to just tie the Texans. But to your point, that is one of the that is one of the, the four short things we know with this Colts team so far this year through six games. They are one that is going to continue to fight, and they are never going to be out of a game. They're always going to be resilient. And so far, we have seen them again come, you know, make some big plays when needed. Now it's you want to see them get off to a better start, but that confidence, that ability to play well in the fourth quarter is going to be massive when the competition gets even stiffer. And now you are playing some important games late in the year for your playoff life. It's it's Good to see that consistently when there's been not a lot of consistency in really any area so far. That's one of the few things where there has been consistency and it's tangible. And you can see it from Matt Ryan's leadership. That's really one of the biggest areas that he's helped improve this team. It's the confidence and the belief that late in the game, we're going to make a play to win the game. Yep. That's what they brought him in here for. And he, he's not been the total package that they wanted, but he's absolutely delivered in, in that really important area. So Colts fans, really the, the second time all year because it was tough to celebrate, even though it was, it was a win. It was, boy, oh boy, a very ugly win in Denver. So for the second time this year, you can feel good, celebrate, go into work on Monday with their head held high, wear, you know, be proud to wear some Colts gear because um, this this Colts team offensively at least put out by far their best performance of the season. Defensively, obviously, you know, uh, some work there to do, especially with, with Derrick Henry being the matchup next week. But a good win over, like you said, a young, scrappy, talented Jaguars team. Definitely a, a nice win for sure. A much-needed win. This offense gets the job done. So enjoy what is right now the start to a very positive week. Myself and George will be back on the midweek pod kind of put a bow on this game on uh, on Sunday, start to look ahead to that big, huge Titans matchup to close out this five-divisional game uh, in seven-game stretch to kick off the season. And we'll start to kind of look ahead towards that, which, oh boy, if, if the Colts if the Colts win that game, George, we're sitting here 4-2-1. The, the vibes will be very, very different uh, after that one for sure. So as always, between now and then, Make sure you follow us on Twitter. A lot of good nuggets there. George will obviously be at practice reporting and giving his thoughts and, and columns. So make sure you follow George at GM Bremer on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We appreciate you as always. If you do listen uh, and like what you hear, make sure you download and subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Pod wherever you do get your podcasts. And we'll talk to you on the Midweek Pod.